It is a Saturday morning. It's a very, very good morning to you. I'm Zane Johnson on the weekend early breakfast with you until six o'clock this morning. And hopefully you're having a fantastic Saturday morning so far. And of course, uh, it is a sad day for us uh, since I started the weekend early breakfast. Carl Lewis has always been in with us uh, to discuss everything related to sport. And uh, uh, I think, you know, sadly, this will be Carl Lewis's last day. So I'm going to catch up with Carl Lewis, and uh, we we are doing this as as a pre-record, and uh, and of course Carl Lewis, uh, yeah, sad that uh, Friday is your last day. Tomorrow is your last day with us, um, not only with us on uh, the weekend early breakfast, but with uh, your your stint at EWN Sport, and we want to wish you all the best of luck for everything going forward. Thank you so much, Zane. And if you don't know where Carl is going, you can check out his Facebook page. <laughs> I use Twitter more. You, oh, Twitter more. Okay. All right. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Uh, and, of course, uh, Carl will be telling you on Twitter exactly where he's going to. Carl, this morning, um, it is a, a whole lot of stuff that we need to discuss. It is Thursday morning, so a whole lot of stuff that we need to discuss. The Champions League final, Saturday, 1st of June. Mario is wearing his Liverpool regalia. Proudly, proudly. Um, and I was just saying, you know, that... That uh, overconfidence versus Tottenham could actually cost them, uh, if not. I, I be, ideal situation for Tottenham is that um, you know the the Liverpool not not necessarily the fan base but the team feels that uh, it should be an an easy win uh, considering how how the season has went. I think that would be the ideal. Uh, conditions for Tottenham to really strike because they are a good team and they do have the ability to to beat any team. On their day, um, for me personally, um, I am a massive fan of both managers, Jurgen Klopp and Mauricio Pochettino, because there's this um, this toxicity in with football fans. You know, if a manager hasn't won anything, that automatically means they nothing. Whereas that doesn't fly with me. Um, I mean, Jurgen Klopp. It's unfortunate that Liverpool didn't win the league uh, because they were up against an amazing. Manchester City side. I mean, Liverpool got 97 points. Uh, in in um, any other uh, league campaign in the past 20 years, uh, that was more than enough points to win the league. So they are a hell of a side, and Jurgen Klopp has created a hell of a team. Then moving to Spurs, Mauricio Pochettino. The man didn't sign a single player this season, yet he, he, they finished fourth, and they got to a Champions League final. It just shows you that uh, what a good team uh, Mauricio Pochettino has kind of uh, uh, a bolt here. But I think the favourites are definitely Liverpool. Having been finalists last year against Madrid um, and losing Kiev, I think that obviously still sits with them. And Klopp hasn't won a, a title um, for Liverpool. So I think... I think he feels, okay, this is his moment. This is actually his moment. He's lost the Europa League final. He's lost a Champions League final. So this is his moment. What are the bookies saying? The bookies obviously choose, uh, choosing Liverpool. Yeah, the bookies as, as yeah. Liverpool on top. Uh, most bookies. Yeah, and I think that's the general sentiment around football fans. You know, Liverpool are generally a better side. However, it's a one-off match. It's, uh, it's 90 or 120 minutes uh, on the field. That's all that matters. The previous season or the past, their past meetings counts for nothing. It's they just, they say it's not over until the fat lady sings. Yes, indeed, and <laughs> I'm not sure when the fat lady will sing after 90 minutes, 120 yes. minutes, or after penalty shootout. So exciting. Exciting. So um, holding thumbs for both Liverpool as well as Tottenham fans in the Champions League final. 
happening on Saturday. Amajita at the Under-21 FIFA World Cup? Yeah, Amajita, a bit disappointing, to, uh, to uh, a bit of a letdown. Look, um, they were one all against Argentina in the opening game. They ended up losing that 5-2. They got a, got a bad penalty decision. Not a bad penalty decision. A penalty decision went against them. You know, the VAR system, the video, mm. um, yeah. video assistant. That went against them. Argentina got a penalty. They scored. Our heads were down. The boys could not handle the disappointment of a decision going against them. And then we got a red card and then the floodgates just opened for the Argentinians and they clapped us 5-2. Then we played amazingly first off against, um, South Korea dominating Zane. But just not taking our chances. An age-old South African problem, specifically with our national teams. And I'm including Pafana and Banyana in that. And then the second half was just a, a, a pathetic, I don't want to say pathetic. It just was not nowhere near good enough. They just surrendered the, the Koreans, uh, kind of bossed us and, and we mm. lost 1-0. So the, our tournament might be over unless we can beat Portugal. And Portugal is also a strong team. Yeah, the, the the problem when you when you're playing at that specific level is that you play physical and there's mm. a lot of physical play, but what our teams tend to forget, uh, Carl, and, and and this is this is what I see, or you know whether you're talking cricket, rugby, uh, or, or football or anything like that, uh, our teams tend to first of all become overconfident and then secondly our teams tend to lose it in the mind. Yes, that's where we lose matches. We don't lose matches sometimes on the field, but it is. In the mind with the tactical plays where you need to start thinking and actually really taking uh, opportunities on the field, mm. uh, tactical opportunities. And you need to work that out and figure it out in your mind and figure it out very quickly. And that's where we lack. Yeah, Zane, spot on, spot on. Like you, you speak about the, the overconfidence perhaps. I think sometimes when we're playing well, we don't get our opportunities, but we still seem to think, you know, we've played well, that's good enough. And then, like what happened against Korea, second half comes around, suddenly the our opposition, they've risen to the occasion, and we don't have any answers. So, yeah, it's, it's, I agree with you when you, when you say it's up here. It's a, it's a mental mm. thing. We just can't seem to handle the big moments very well. But the interesting discussion coming out of this um, Amajita, uh, the under-20 World Cup, is uh, Coach Tabasanong's selections. So he's gone with a lot of locally-based players who uh, qualified us, who helped us qualify in Afghan. Mm. You know, we we kind of uh, grinded out our uh, a route to the World Cup. But we've left a lot of players who are playing in Europe. Um, we didn't select them. And there's a big debate around uh, local football fans that Tabasanong missed the beat by not selecting overseas-based players and trusting just the local players who are playing in the ABC Mosepe League, which is the third divi- third division in South Africa. Uh, you know, uh, we could have more battled hardened uh, European uh, players who, you know... Uh, we, more experience. Yeah, we, I guess we're assuming that the, the European League is better um, and their training... I, I definitely feel the Europeans got the youth development a thing much better than us, and it's also and it's also um, you know the exposure. Once you've been exposed um, in the European leagues and uh, and all the other international leagues, you, you obviously know how to uh, to to tackle an issue on the field because you have that experience behind you. Hundred percent. And and uh, I, I I I tweeted this over the week um, 
when you look at the opposition, Korea, Portugal, um, uh, Argentina, a lot of their players have um, first-team club football experience. Now, that's playing for, you know, Cape Town City or they, they these guys, these boys are playing uh, top-level football or have experience. Whereas our boys, none of them are playing uh, absolute premiership football. Mm. No one's playing first-team football. And it almost comes, you can almost see the, in the end, um, their conditioning, the opposition's conditioning is better. Technically, they're better. And there's just this game management and maturity that they seem to have that we are lacking. And yeah, there's a, there's a big need for us to upskill our coaches and upskill our development programs. Cause I mean, the talent is there, but we just can't seem to sustain it for 90 minutes. Yeah. I think, I think that's, that's something that one needs to look at. And, uh, you know, where do you send these coaches? Do you send them overseas to, to sort you of, should. you know, to, to get out of the heads of playing South African football and start playing international football? In fairness, there are a lot of coaches who are, are doing their badges overseas who are getting, um, the assistant coach at Orlando Pirates, Rulani McQuena, mm. he just spent some time with a French club over the past two, two weeks now. Um, Tabo Sonong himself is a very well educated coach. Um, but there, there seems to be a, a sentiment that he prefers local players and he's discarded. He doesn't like the European players, but he's a very educated coach. And I mean, he has qualified us for two World Cups, but qualifying is not enough. We need to raise the levels now. Yeah, there's bars that need to be raised, definitely. Chatting to Carl Lewis on the sprint this morning. Uh, a cricket World Cup, we all hope that we will... <laughs> I, I don't know, you know. <laughs> you know, when when we win, we are all South Africans, and when we lose, yeah. we are not South Africans, you know. Uh, Proteus versus England, it starts today, which is Thursday. Yes, yes, so excited. I mean, England are the number one team in the world, the favourites, the hosts, so it's a good thing that the pressure and the spotlight is on them. There's not much focus um, on us, generally speaking. Obviously, here in South Africa, our eyes are firmly focused on our stars. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I think we need to recognize that this is a, a long tournament. This group stage, South Africa has to play nine matches. So if England clubs us um, today, yeah. it's, we need to slow down with our pitchforks and... You know, we, we need to calm down with the hyperbole. We need to re- recognize that there's eight more games left and there's a, a lot of time to get, you know, our, our balance right and our game right. So let's not get too, if things don't go our way today, we shouldn't get too energy, uh, too, um, emotional about yeah. it. We still got Bangladesh on Sunday, uh, on Sunday as well. How well prepared is our team? I think relatively well prepared. Look, um, there has been a couple of injury clouds, specifically on our fast bowlers. A lot of our players, including our captain, played IPL until the end, whereas other nations, they were already together. But there's a lot of experience in this team. There's about eight, seven or eight guys who have played World Cups before. And there's a, there's this new breed of youngsters. Um, so I think there's a nice mix where the guys who have played, Quentin de Kock, Faf Duplessis, JP Dumini, I think they've realized, you know, that they've lived through this whole chokers tag thing. Mm. And hopefully they'll be able to manage, um, that pressure differently or better. Whereas this young breed, Kahiso Rabada, Lungingiri, Andile Peshlokwayo, Aiden Markram, uh, very talented, uh, potentially world-class talents. So we have a nice mix. Yeah. We have world-class players. So, and, and that's the thing about one-day cricket. 
anyone can beat anyone. It's a very competitive World Cup. That's why I say don't make snap judgments after round one, after teams have played one or two games. Mm. They have to play nine games in the group stage before qualifying for the semifinals. Where do you see the Proteus ending up? <sighs> I've I been know you don't like predictions, yeah. but I'm going to put you on the spot at your last Fair enough, day. fair <laughs> enough. I mean, I was on purpose show and I said we won't make the, the semifinals, to be honest. I said we would beat England in the opener, but we wouldn't make the semifinals. And, but partly that's because I'm, I'm guarding myself from heartbreak, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think we have what it takes to cerebrally and subtly make it through to the semis, win a semi, suddenly we're into the final. So we have the players to win a World Cup. Um, but then again, there are about four or five other teams that can beat us. And the fan base in South Africa, you know, it's always a very scathing thing in South Africa when you, um, when you're a player in any, uh, realm of sport, uh, they, 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 they cut you up very badly, yeah. you know, and be very critical about it. But as you said, uh, let's not jump the gun and let's not mm. uh, get ourselves too emotional after the first, the first game. Uh, what is your advice for the, for the fans who are sitting out there and, and who've been watching now, uh, you know, Thursday, Friday and Saturday, they'll be watching it, uh, when we air the show. Well, you know, the protests have been through a lot through the years and I think, yes, they've messed up big moments in previous World Cups, but I think the, the chokers tag is almost, um, it's played around too much. It's said too much. I think it's over exaggerated. Yeah. I don't think it's necessarily fair because the World Cup is a month and a bit tournament. In between these World Cups, South Africa are really putting in performances and winning matches where you're like, geez, these guys are really good. So there's a bit of luck that you need in the World Cup. And I think we just need to be mindful of that. And like I said before, at the nine-game group stage, do not make snap judgments after two, after two matches. Mm. Let them settle in. Judge them after the group stage, whether they make the semis or not. That's when we, when we want to judge them. But they're allowed to lose some matches. And I think it's not wrong of me to, to actually say to the South African cricket fans out there to just wipe your slate clean. Um, and and give you know the team all your support and 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 try and really uh, wherever whichever social media platform you're on mm. yes we can be harsh with criticism um but let's be positive about about the criticism and let's be positive uh, you know with the team and and let's 100%. give them our support because i think if they know that our support is mm. there and they know that we are behind them uh, that could change a lot of them emotionally and psychologically in their minds they know that back home we're rooting for them 100% and you hit the nail on the head there. And I think for them as well, they've been doing a lot of work on the mental side of it. Like, um, yes, if we do lose, if we do mess up again, it's not the end of the world. Life does go on. So they've, they've been doing a lot of, lot of, um, soul searching in that sense. Um, so yeah, I, I guess it is, it must be hectic because we forget that these are human beings. And mm. suddenly they come home and they're like, Oh, you, you this, you that, chokers. And you you look at guys like Faf, Faf, J.P. Dumini when they speak. These guys are good people. We have, I feel like the Proteas are a national team that we can be proud of. There's, um, everyone's there on merit. They, they transformed. There's real diversity. It's a team you can really get behind. And they, they stacked with really good South Africans, in my opinion. Carl Lewis with the sprint there. And uh, all the best for you. We're going to miss you very, very much. And uh, yeah. 
Uh, it's not going to be the same collecting your Christmas. But okay, you can still come <laughs> in for that on a Sunday morning. Thanks very much, Carl. Thank you, Zane.